Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ooh, hi team. Welcome to our fabulous weekly podcast, Kita Means Business, with my gal pal, Zach Delatte. That's right, Kita. We're going to be grabbing the goss and dishing the dirt on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3. Ooh, yes. So come on, take a ride and mind my business, bitch. Whoa. Hi, Zach. Hello, Madam Ketamine. How are you? I am extra delicious. I have literally just this moment landed in Broken Hill for the Broken Heel Festival. Just got into the hotel room and uh, here we are for Ketamine's business. I said, bitch, you better open the MacBook right now. (laughs) Yeah, you fucking get your ass into a pair of tits and tights and you get on this podcast. Oh yeah, you're absolutely in drag right now. (laughs) (laughs) The delusion, the illusion of the delusion. The delulu. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very excited to see what you and Madam Rita Menu do for Broken Heel. Yes, of course, we have RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 3's Rita Menu here with me at the Broken Heel Festival. Very, very exciting. It's the with the Kiwi contingency at the festival. Ooh. And where are you? Are you back home? Yeah, back here in bloody Sydney. No, I'm just kidding. Oxford Street is getting ready for the finale next week. We are getting ready. Preparations are on. Ooh, yeah. Yes, because we are reaching the, I was going to say the bitter end, but the fabulously flamboyant end of another fabulous season of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under. We have, what, two episodes left? Well, one more now after this week's episode. I feel like it's gone both so slow and so fast. Yes, it has. Uh, It's been a fabulous blur. Uh, And we have seen so many queens come and go. And we're now left this episode with, a top four. And that's outrageous. That's outrageous. <laughs> four. Okay, Actually, fabulous. That's just the first note I have in my thing when they enter the workroom and they say one, two, three, floor. That's so fun. <laughs> That was cute. I was actually wondering, I wonder how they came up with that because a little uh, sneak peek into the behind the scenes, you know, that's not a produced thing. Basically, the girls are just waiting in the wings, ready for production to say, action, you know, you can start the day now. Um, And often, you know, the girls would just do whatever they want. But from my experience of being on the show, the girls will sometimes be like, oh, should we do this? Or should, you know, do you want to jump on my back? Or should we do a cute little like routine? And so I would love 
love to know. I would love to be a fly on the wall when they're coming up with one, two, three floor. I wonder if some of the girls, I mean, I noticed, I noticed Isis came out as one and then Hollywood came out as two, I believe, was it? And then Gabs as three and then Floor. And I was, yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering if uh, that any of them had any kind of um, little shady reasonings for where they positioned themselves in that little lineup. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was so cute. Good little start to the episode. It was very cute. You can see that the girls are really forming bonds and it does feel like a very um, ha happy and uh, kind top four. They, they feel like they've, they've bonded quite well and there doesn't seem like there's too much cattiness uh, considering it was a season that felt quite uh, catty at times. Oh yeah, when we started our podcast, we were like, oh, these girls are going in. But now today's episode, they're all drag centipeding up each other's dresses or kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> they are they absolutely are and what a fabulous episode to be getting quite kumbaya because rupaul comes into the workroom uh wearing a gorgeous little um ensemble. neckerchief <laughs> a little ensemble a little a casual little neutral shirt with a gorgeous red and white polka dot neckerchief and tells the girls first of all introduces norvina from anastasia beverly oh, hills so beautiful uh, so beautiful what the heck? so fucking gorgeous uh who announces that they are going to be using Using Anastasia Beverly Hills products to do, of course, the family resemblance makeover challenge, yes. which Rue later on says in the episode is actually one of her favorite challenges of RuPaul's Drag Race. It's always, it's a polarizing one. People, it can make or break people, this one. People that have been coasting or have been top can just suddenly, woof, off you go. Yeah, absolutely. Because drag is a very personal thing, um, you know, and we get so used to sort of uh, creating our own character or creating our own makeup look or our own style. And it's, it's a very interesting thing to all of a sudden have to take somebody else and, and not just put them into drag, but bring them into your drag, mm. into your drag family. It is a very interesting thing. I, of course, on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season 1, loved this challenge because this oh. was the challenge that I slayed, just saying. It was great. The monochromatic was it dots and stripes and was it half the half wigs from memory? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. So good. it was, uh, yeah, exactly that spots and stripes and then the black and white wigs that were sort of like opposites. And yeah, I was very proud of, I, I, I loved, I loved doing that challenge. It was a very happy memory for me. Who was your Falcon? Was it Carl? Did you have Carl? Yes. It was oh Carl. yes. You guys look so good. Yeah, he was a sweetheart. And he, of course, was Fetamine and I was Ketamine. So it was Ketamine and Fetamine. <laughs> the myth and the Fetamines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. I'm still surprised to this day that Ketamine was allowed to slide on television. Even back when we were filming House of Drag, I can't believe that they allowed me to be called Ketamine on you know national television, funded by uh, the New <laughs> Zealand Broadcasting <laughs> Society or whatever it's called. Well, you were not allowed to walk with TikTok and the Pride Parade. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they said, you get out here, you drug addict. Yeah, you fucking drug addict loser. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think when RuPaul said, and made the best drag queen, rough? <laughs> Oh, so I fucking lost it. Ruth's done a few campy little things uh, this season. Obviously, we had the little, um, when poor Ivana Drink got eliminated, she just went, <laughs> and then made the best woman, like, oh, just so camp. I just, I, I really love seeing Rue in these playful moments. It really kind of just reminds us that she is, even though she is a mega star, a mm. super duper star, uh, she's still just a drag queen. It's really lovely to see, I think. Drag queen? <laughs> yeah, bitch, I'm the queen. 
weight of drag. <laughs> so I was there at the live taping in LA for when it was Bob, Naomi, and Kim Chi, and Violet Chachki did the handover. Um, and just seeing Rue, you know, kind of mess up her lines and make mistakes and be kind of like, oh, guys, we're just going to start that one again and make jokes. And it was just like, oh, you're actually like a real relatable person. And like you say, just a drag yeah. queen at the end of the day. It's very warming. And I think as the seasons are going along, she's kind of warming up and kind of breaking the script a bit and just kind of being playful. I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. And to be fair, it's probably for her own sanity. I mean, <laughs> after a while, you probably would get a bit um, lost in the mundaneness of repetition and things like that. So it's probably just she's like, you know what? Come Fuck on, it. I'm having some fun now. Fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. Who cares? It's my show. And she's afforded that. She's afforded the right to do that. Absolutely, it is her show. It's a very successful show, and uh, you know she's afforded herself that that ability to do that. So yeah, it's, it is really fabulous to see. Props to you, Mama Rue. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, this episode, of course, we didn't just have one Rue. We had two Rues in the house because RuPaul announces not only are they doing a makeover, but they are going to be doing makeovers with doggy owners. Now, if was this just me, maybe I'm an idiot. I thought maybe they were going to put cosmetics on the dogs. <laughs> I thought they were going to get no, like Peter approved no, cosmetics or something. because the SPCA would be like, uh, absolutely not. You you know, like some dodgy fucking makeup brand would be like, okay, now we'd like to sponsor this. And they're just use it as a cheap excuse to do fucking animal testing. <laughs> Matt Cosmetics, we're looking at you. Yeah. <gasps> oh, oh. No, I don't know what Delulu I was in, but, <laughs> but I was like, are they going to glue lashes to these dogs? <laughs> I mean... Look, I've glued some lashes to a few dogs in my day. <laughs> oh my god, how is Felicia doing? <laughs> oh bless, bless old Felicia Thunderthighs, my gorgeous wayward daughter. Yeah. I was actually just messaging her just be just before she's yeah. uh, she's doing very 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 well. Oh, that's so good to see. She is thriving, but she is still a dog in lashes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, kidding. <laughs> Um, so how does the episode start? The first thing that jumped out to me was when the dogs entered the workroom, which one immediately is so cute. And one even kind of like jumped up to Rue and I thought that was cute that they kept that in. Um, but then it goes to Hollywood talking about um, their dog, Winston, and how they find that Winston has saved his life potentially. Yeah. Have you had any pets before? And have you had a similar experience? I have. Um, so fun story. Uh, it's actually a little bit sad to talk about. My uh, my drag name came from my pet. So I had a cat named Kida. Uh, I called her Ketamine because I thought it would be ironic because they use ketamine in vet clinics. Uh, so I thought it would be ironic. I adopted her from the SPCA. And uh, one day... I was I did drag for the first time. I was at the club and I didn't have a drag name. Someone said, "What's your drag name?" And I was like, "Uh," um, and I knew my my little kitty had a had a pun for a name. So I was just like, "Oh, my name's Ketamine," and it kind of just stuck. So um, the the punchline, I guess, is that I was named after my own pussy. <laughs> uh, but she recently she was an old girl. I adopted her when I was twenty one. Uh, I'm now 37 uh, and just recently when I came back from DragCon LA she was she had been deteriorating for a while um, her her mental health and her physical health um, so unfortunately I had to make the the call to um, to put her to put her to rest uh, so you know bless her soul but I, I love that I love that fluffy little muffin so much oh. and she enriched my life absolutely well that's a beautiful story um, I, I already did know that, I'm not going to lie, but it's still lovely to hear. How about you? No, I've never had a pet. I've never had a pet. You do have a cold, cold heart, so I mean, <laughs> yeah. I guess, you know. 
You want to spend my money on something else? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fabulously flamboyant gay. I can't spend money on on dog kibble. Unless it's iced coffee, I'm not interested. <laughs> no, but so many of the girls were having these heartwarming stories, and you've just shared another one just now, and I kind of was sitting there going, oh, have I missed something in life by not having a pet? Both warmed my heart and kind of also made me go, huh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's how you look at it. I think in life, there's probably lots of things that I could look at and think like, oh, have I missed out? Um, you know, have I missed the boat on this? Or do I wish I could have done this? Um, you know, and potentially the answer is that yes, <laughs> you, <laughs> you have missed out on something. But I mean, but that's okay, you know. That's and, not where I thought you were going to go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's never too late to, yeah. um, you know, it's never too late. Uh, yeah, and, you know, you should, you should, you should get a bitch. A little bitch? Oh, I got a lot of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens next? Oh my goodness. The thing I've been waiting for this whole season finally has arrived. What? And that is, how old is Hollywood star? <laughs> ah, uh, well, I mean, the talk on the town was the t- that this was this fabulously outrageous memento and RuPaul calls it out and it's yeah. all drama centrale. I thought it was going to be a scrap. I thought it was going to be a fight, yes. you lying bitch. Once they finished filming, this definitely made the rounds, I'd say. It was on the Reddit. It did. It was in the club. It was the talk of the town. Yeah. Yes. Everyone was having a little nibble of the goss. Everyone was like, scrumptious. I can't wait to see it. And it just turned out that it was a campy little bit, which, <laughs> look, I'm not mad at because no. it was a really cute moment with Rue and Hollywood. What year were you born in? <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was just like, oh, Okay. <laughs> But I'm glad, I'm glad for Holly's sake that it was fine. Me too. And is this just another example of potentially the fabulous flair that radiates from Hollywood star? Is this something that maybe has sort of like uh, the word has got around maybe directly from Hollywood's own mouth? Um, and maybe made to sound more dramatic than True. what it was just because she knows how to be a star. She knows that all publicity is great publicity. Uh, and, you know, go big or go home. It's like a certain rumor that happened about a certain someone going home first that made the bloody round. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guilty as charged. I don't know if we've talked about that on the pod, right? No, but, you committed um, to that as well. You were like, I'm so embarrassed. I've really let the team so down. So embarrassed. I went home first. And it was over. It was all over Reddit. It was over YouTube videos. It was just a generally accepted fact that I went home first on RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under purely just because I wanted to throw everyone off the scent. I didn't want people to know that I made it to the end. You totally did. And then I remember, obviously, who went home first? Not Faux Fur, that was his. Who went home first? It was Jojo Zaho on Jojo, one, yeah, gorgeous yeah. sister Jojo. And I remember watching that and being like, oh, well, Reddit must have got the order wrong. It must be next episode. And then the next episode would come. And then the ne- and I was like, when is this bitch going home? <laughs> then it's like, you know, then it's like getting to the end. I start fucking winning, winning <laughs> challenges. It's like, I, what is going on, Kita? I don't think I landed in the bottom the entire season until the second to last episode. Props to you. We all fell for And it kind of made it more entertaining because then I truly for once didn't know. Because most seasons, it's just spoiled from the get go. Here's the top four. Yeah. Here we go. And you, y'all kept me on my feet. I was like, what's going on? 
Yes, yeah. Well, you know, and and I think Hollywood gets that as well. And and I don't yes. know for sure that this has been something that's been stirred up and kind of uh, guided by Hollywood. But it wouldn't surprise me because she understands how to how to be a star and how to be entertaining and and how to keep people on the edge of their seats. So um, I would love to find out if that is something that's you know was yes. something that was maybe kind of amplified by her and kind of like sent into the uh, the void of the internet <laughs> to see if people pick up and run with it. Every time you say the word star, it reminds me, obviously it's her last name, but it reminds me of um, the attack against Valentina at the reunion when I think it's Sasha was like, Valentina, you just wanted to be on the show to be a star. And she's like, I wanted to show the star that I already am. And I was like, oh, wow. Yes. I love that. Yes. Love that mentality. I already am a star. Love that. For sure. Yeah, it's a very unique, it's, it, well, maybe not unique, but it, it's a very uh, precious skill to have mm. uh, to be able to understand your worth and to own your fabulousness and to be able to unapologetically unleash it into the world. Yes. It's definitely not something that I have naturally ingrained in me. And I always am very intrigued by people that have that skill. Very much so. Um, so what else happens next? Rue meets with Aaron, uh, the very handsome Aaron with the moustache. Um, yes. And one, one thing that caught my attention was Aaron said he's from Birmingham and asked Rue if he's been there before. And Rue goes, yeah. I've been to England. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> quite cap. I mean, RuPaul, surely. I mean, what what was that about? Is that Ru not not knowing if she's been to Birmingham? Maybe, yeah. I was just like, I, I know I've been around. <laughs> yeah. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> what else was funny? Ru acting as Celine Dion. <laughs> yes, that was camp. That was good. I was like, her coffee enema has kicked in right then. <laughs> yes. Shall we go for it? <laughs> Yeah. I love you, Renee. This one goes out to you. <laughs> I love you all. No, I, I can do a shit Celine. I, I can't do impersonations. <laughs> do you know who else can't do Celine impersonations? Oh, no, wait. You think of Adele? <laughs> no, Anita didn't do Celine. I'm yeah. going to do Adele. <laughs> I yeah. knew exactly you were meaning Anita. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Anita. Oh, bless her. She did so well on the Snatch Game and then fucked it all up second time round. I'd say poor Adele, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love being a fucking female. <laughs> yes. Um, what else happens? Hollywood says bring in the dogs. I'm not talking about bumper love. Oh my god. <laughs> that was cat. Bring in the dogs. I'm not talking about bumper. <laughs> oh, I still miss bumper this episode. Oh, I'll bring it back. Yeah, me too. It was actually nice to have a reference to bumper because it was like, oh bless. I really enjoy that when the girls kind of do a little like mention of of the fallen soldiers, so to speak. The fallen soldier. Um, oh bumps. Speaking of Aaron, we see uh, Gabriella Labooch basically because Gabriella is the only one that has a cisgendered man. Yes, I believe yeah. as yeah. as their partner, uh, mm -hmm. which, which does come with its challenges if you are sort of uh, feminizing somebody that it has already has sort of like traditionally male attributes, mm -hmm. which is often hairy <laughs> uh, in the face and the body. Um, and that comes with its challenges. And she approaches saying, would you be happy to shave off the moustache? Eh? Yes. <laughs> to which he's like, yes. And then she very swiftly follows up with, and how about shaving off the eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> and you see him go, hang on, hold on. <laughs> oh, wait, hold up. Whoa. Yeah, pop the brakes, bitch. No one told me about this. <laughs> And to be fair, they are some um, <laughs> fruitful eyebrows. Sluggish. 
there's a lot of hair in those brows. There was some hair. I mean, I totally agree with what you're saying about the only cis male. Like the person that was with Isis, I can't remember her original name, but she becomes Venus. She's like so pretty already, like the most beautiful thing. And so the idea right. of dra dragging her up is a, in my opinion, infinitely easier task than painting, say, Aaron. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. Different challenges, maybe. Different, Different challenges. challenges, for sure. Um, you know, depending how, you, I think Isis, first of all, just to not discredit what she did, I think she did such a beautiful oh, job. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you, you can run the risk of somebody that's already just, like, gorgeous and, like, a, a beautiful, um, traditionally, I guess, like, feminine beauty standard canvas mm. uh to it, it, you can run the risk of really just sort of like putting some gorgeous makeup on them and being like there, there you go but yeah. isis didn't do that isis painted, painted. her dragified her shaped her uh and 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 took the canvas and really put a new a new piece of art on the canvas so um but yeah, I mean, yeah, you could argue it, it is easier to work with that canvas than it was than it would be like a a hairy masculine man. Yeah, I guess I was more talking about like in terms of you know color correcting the beard or stuff like that. Um, yeah, for sure. But I totally agree with your comments about Isis. She put that bitch in drag. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, drag. they all did. They were all in drag. Yeah, they all did well. And we should we should go to the runway actually because I think they all kind of they all. They all did very well. And there was some interesting there was some interesting outcomes, which I want to get into. Okay. So who was who do we have first? I think we had Hollywood start of this off, right? Yes. Yeah, so Hollywood starts off and so she it's Hollywood and she has her um her family member as Ava Star. So Hollywood Star and Ava Star and their doggy is Ruby, Ruby Star. Star, so cute. Yeah, they're all so cute. And they're of course in these beautiful caftans and turbans and they're saying they're from the Hollywood and Ava Star Hotel, uh where <laughs> yeah. Madonna stays and RuPaul stays. Nope. <laughs> nope. Not I don't fucking stay there. <laughs> and then she she politely corrects herself and says, Oh, purely just because I own a cat. <laughs> It was very funny. The caftans were cute. I'm thinking that they might be the brand Camilla. Yes. I mean, I would, I think it would be safe to say those are definitely Camilla. And if yeah. they're not, they're Camilla knockoffs. They're dupes. Yeah. Um, they looked great. Very, very pretty. I do get the, the critiques about maybe more of a, like a friend or like a. Yeah. I mean, if they both weren't in caftans and matching hats and wigs, I don't know if you would clock that it's family resemblance. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I do think, and it's a shame that this is the case, but I do think, obviously, with different skin tones mm -hmm. already, it's 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 harder to kind of like, you know, again, that's another hurdle. And I guess everyone had different hurdles and different things they had to face. But mm -hmm. I think it's completely different body types, True. completely different skin tones, you know. So already Hollywood is having to really kind of work out how to bring that into the realm of Hollywood, who is tall, you know, sleek glamazon. Um, so, you know, I, I do think Hollywood did probably have a, had a unique challenge there, which mm. potentially some of the others didn't have. I agree. I actually agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next on the runway was Isis, and that mm. was Isis Avis and Venus Tina Loren with their dog, Neptune. Neptune. Oh. I just, I'm going to just, every time we say the dog's name, I'm going to fan. I just love these bloody dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they were so cute. They all did so well. The matching little silver. Oh, my God. 
These outfits were stunning, and Isis and Venus had these gorgeous gowns that Isis said she had been up until 10.30pm that night before, hand-stitching. And uh, these definitely look like drag family. They're basically the same gown, but with different cuts. One's sort Mm -hmm. of like a a strapless, and one sort of has like the strap, and just both to the floor, both with gorgeous headpieces, blonde hair, uh, just really perfectly executed in my opinion and that long 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 blonde so pretty yeah i don't even know how many inches that would be but so beautiful yeah really well done when this came out i immediately thought this is going to be hard to beat Mm. oh that's yeah especially like you say before we were talking about like venus could have just walked out with her already feminine body shape but they they did the padding and they reshaped they reconstructed the whole person to be honest it was yeah. fantastic. And I think Isis probably got quite lucky also with her partner. She, the partner felt already very confident. Mm. Uh, she had kind of uh, witty repartee. What is it? Repartee? What's the word? But, you know, this, yeah, with, with Rue. And, you know, she knew how to sort of, you know, banter and have that fabulous sort of. Um, she already had seemingly quite a lot of confidence and charisma, which is always going to work in your favor in this kind of challenge. Correct. There was one season recently. I can't remember. Maybe it was All Stars, but there was what? Yeah, it was all. It was Jimbo's partner in All Stars. Um, I remember just being like, "Oh, this is a challenge. Like they are not gelling very well." Right. Yeah, they didn't want to wear the uh, the outfits that Jimbo had. Cho- yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's a challenge," but that didn't. Everyone just seemed grateful to be there this time, which is great. Yeah, absolutely. Which, yeah, it, it did feel like that. It felt like everyone was just excited to be there, which is, I think is very kind of down under, you know. I yeah. think, you know, people are just kind of excited to do something a little bit out of the box and mm. something that's a bit unusual. I really liked hearing everyone's stories and how the three talked about their connections to the queer community and how, um, you know, one's married to a trans man. And I was just like, oh, these stories are so nice, so beautiful. Yes, of course. And that, of course, was uh, Floor and Rosa. So yes. that was Floor, Rosa, and... Uh, oh, burrito. Burrito <laughs> Bouquet. Burrito Bouquet. I, I really loved that they named the dog. They kept the dog's name and just gave the doggy a last name. So oh, the dog so was always Burrito. And they're like, we're going to call you Burrito Bouquet to go with Floor and Rosa, which I thought was so beautiful. So good. Do we think that Rosa was wearing Natrash's clothes? <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I th- I feel like Floor has, we have a fabulous drag queen here in Aotearoa and Tamaki Makoto named Natrasha. Uh, Floor is close with Natrasha and I feel like we have seen quite a few of Natrasha's costumes on Floor. Yes. Uh, and of course, um, Ian Taylor Bernard. Yes. Uh, which, yeah, which we've also seen, who is a fabulous uh, dressmaker, costume designer, uh, which we've seen on floor as well. So definitely, um, I, I mean, I guess it makes sense that she's wearing this for drag family totally. uh, makeover challenge when when the costumes are, have, you know, been supplied by her drag family, I imagine. Totally. It looks great on Natasha. It looks great on Rosa. Yeah, absolutely. I've never seen Floor's outfit before on Natrasha. The white one. I think that might be a new. I liked the inverse of the blonde and the red or the white and the red. And then I liked that a lot. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure I understood the uh, relationship between the two costumes, other than the fact that the designs were similar with sort of the the corseted bustier and the and the rhinestone. Yeah. Do they both have the neck thing? I can't remember. 
Yeah, but why does one have like religious things and then one has the heart? Like I, I didn't a hundred percent understand that, and that's what I actually wanted to go go uh, into. Floor got really good critiques, and 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 I'm thinking it's probably maybe in part due to the fact how excited Rosa was and how much of a great experience Rosa had in this moment because. I, I, I'm going to sound like a bitch and I love Floor. She's my sister. So it's, you know, like, and I, so clearly this is, you know, not some weird bias, but I didn't think it was one of. Oh. So you hated her barbecue I, I, look. You hate that. No, I'm, I'm being a bitch, eh, to Floor, but no, I love Floor. I love her so much. And may, maybe that's, maybe I'm being, maybe I find it easier to critique her because I'm so close to her. Interesting. Uh, but I, uh, I thought Isis was leaps and bounds better than presentation what, I mean, what was your opinion on that um i mean they were both my top two for sure we haven't talked about gabrielle yet but though they were both definitely my top two yeah let's talk about gabs and we'll talk about the the double win yeah okay yeah so uh gabriella of course uh is with uh isabella labucci yeah. and they come up with a very questionable name for their dog they just call the dog the leaning Le- leaning tower of pisa the leaning i think be leaning <laughs> Oh, was it Bellini? Why Bellini? You tell me, baby. Let's ask the audience. <laughs> Why Bellini? So um, confusing. I was like, I don't get this name at all. I even went no. back and tried to have a realist. I was like, did I hear that right? I was like, uh, I, I don't get the name. It <laughs> I was, am I missing something here? But I like Gabriella and Isabella Labucci. Labucci. Um, this fucking Labucci thing that's caught on the whole season. <laughs> yes, very so camp. Good. Um, but yeah, Gabs brings up that she's the only one to make over a man. We discussed that. So they come out as the Flintstones. Yes. And, uh, previously in the episode, we see Gabs talking to her, uh, makeover partner about foamies, which of yes. course is an, a down under staple, which are foam wigs made from uh, polyurethane foam, uh, to resemble hair, basically make headdresses out of them. So it was like the orange kind of like pulled up do with the sort of, you know, they were more traditionally Wilma and Betty Flintstones, as opposed to she kind of wore the orange, uh, uh, waves which is uh a more glamified version i guess actually you're so correct and that just never eventuated did it no and i can see what's happened here uh gabriella in this episode is going through this understanding of uh am i overly camp and too like you know like jib in the ribs wonk wonk mm. um because I'm afraid to be sexy. Now, mm. obviously, these foam wigs are very camp, very this exact persona that RuPaul is saying she wants to see another side of. Uh, I think in this moment, Gabs is probably thinking, if I now come out doing camp Flintstone characters with camp foam wigs, it, it's not giving the judges what right. they're asking to see of me. So I think she's done a very smart move here. They never really talk about it on the episode. I guess maybe there's only so much you can fit into an episode, but um, I, I'm guessing there was obviously a conversation or there was definitely a thought process from uh, our gorgeous Labooch, uh where she thought... Let's pivot away, right? Let's pivot away from these camp foam wigs and let's go with something uh, more sexy, I guess. Mm. Which which brings me to the question. Obviously, we bring you you bring your outfits and you bring your wigs to Drag Race. I'm wondering where she got these Flintstone wigs from. I mean, she could have borrowed, I suppose. Do you think she begged, borrowed, and stole around the, the workroom, or 
Yeah, I would say so. Either she yeah. had the wigs or she's borrowed them. I'm not sure if Gabriella is a wig stylist, but that would take some serious time to to style up two wigs. So, mm. uh, yeah, I'd be interested to know where she where she got her hands on those wigs. The investigation continues. Yes. <laughs> Who sourced these wigs? Um, as much as I do like the two wigs, I wish they had giant bones in their hair. I really do. I like. I yeah. just. I know that would be leaning to the camp thing that we just talked about. She's leaning away from, but I would just like to see an oversized bone. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it was bad timing. I think you know this is this is the the chance when you can go so camp and you can really give the audience. I mean, it's you know it's referencing cartoon characters. You know, it totally. doesn't get much camper than that. So it is a shame that right in that moment where we really want to see the camp mm. was the moment where she felt like fuck but as i guess she probably felt like rock in a hard place right totally. like i really want to go in here she she would have known she i would consider her a camp queen mm. she would have known this is where i really want to go in and then she's like fuck it's also that pivotal moment pivotal moment where rue is like we need it's now and ever bitch yeah. i need to see something from you we're running out of time and if she yeah. if she leaned in, that could have been her final chop, couldn't it? Um, yeah. So I I I think she unfortunately, you know, fortunately made the right decision, but unfortunately, she you know, she yeah. But I would, you're right. I would have loved to have seen the the big bones in the hair and just like a campy, the uh, walkable display. car things. I Imagine if they came out in the car. Totally <laughs> make one out of cardboard and, so and funny. Do, yeah, the foot powered car. So it, it really could have been, and who knows? You know, I, we I would have put it past uh, Gabriella to uh, to to have been had something like that planned. Totally. Totally. Um, and they did a great job. I thought they, they did, did very well. Um, Aaron is walking in uh, what I like to call the ketamine size shoe. It's a gorgeous little one inch pump. Yeah. Well, it started as a, an eight inch pleaser, to be fair. And then you, yeah. You, you, yeah, walked you grind it down. it down slowly <laughs> over the years. All in all, it ends up we've got Isis and Floor with a double win. A double win. Double win, which I was surprised by. I mean, I as, as I've said, I, I thought Isis was significantly better. I, I, I agree that probably Floor and Isis were the top, uh, but I would have put Isis Floor in the top and then mm. Isis as the win, if it was me. But, you know, hey, I'm not the judge. Totally. But with it being top four, if you're not in the top, you're in the bottom two, girl. Unfortunately. So that lands us with Hollywood's first bottom and Gabriella's Gabriella's second Is this the second time? Yeah, second yeah. time Gabrielle's lip synced in a row? Second time in a yes. row? Yes. So once she's a tomato sauce bottle and now she's a Flintstone. Well, we're Flintstone. <laughs> <laughs> Who says she's not cab? What a run. <laughs> um, and now this, this lip sync is interesting. I think they both do a very good job. A it's very a good wordy job. song, a wordy motherfucking song. Yes, and and it has a weird flow to it. It's very fun though. I I, I had actually never heard the song and I really enjoy it. What was it called? Uh, not About You, is that what it was called? Uh, I don't think it was called that, but that was definitely the right. lyric. It's not about you. It's not about me either. It reminded me of like the old Ting Tings or like, that's not my name. Very like. Yeah, very that. A lot yeah. of words, but it was camp. I loved it. Really loved it. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, Hollywood turned it. She gave it fierce. She gave it everything you expect from Hollywood. Uh, mm. Gabriella Labucci, though, I feel in this moment is really taking on the judges' critiques and especially RuPaul's critiques because I I think we're getting a lot of fierce energy. We're mm. getting we are getting sexy, but we're also getting wonk wonk. We're also getting um fight. 
Oh, uh, she is fighting. She is fighting. Yeah. And I think in this moment we're watching it and I'm thinking it's very close, but I, I think Gabrielle is going to take this out. My whole perception, the lip sync starts and I go, sorry, Gabs. I just yes, kind of, me too. No, if, it, if you're listening, Gabs, so sorry, I wrote you off. Um, just because yep. of the performances we've seen from Hollywood to date, I just went, what are you, got, what are you possibly going to yep. bring out of it? Um, Absolutely. Although in saying that, that's exactly the thought I had when it was Shea versus Sasha Velour. And look what happened there. Um, and lo and behold, Gabs turned it. She turned it. Yeah. She did. And unfortunately, well, you know, I mean, like, you know, I don't want to see anybody go at this point no. over anybody else. But uh, we we have to say goodbye to the star of the fucking show, Miss Hollywood. Uh, the confessionals of the season, the the performances of the season, the age gates. The drama. <laughs> the-, the heart. You know, and, as Floor said, you know, we are seeing that vulnerability behind yes. the camera. You're just not, you know, the judges aren't seeing it on the main stage, but we're we're seeing it as, a, as an audience. Yeah, screw them. They don't follow you on social media. We do. And we love We do. And we love you. <laughs> so yes. on that note, uh, we have the utmost privilege of having a very special interview with a very special star, which we will do right after this fabulous little break. Be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, Zach, welcome back from the break. As I said, we have a very extra special delicious treat for you all the way from RuPaul's Drag Race down under season three. It is Hollywood Star! Woo! Pew, pew, pew! <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me. Oh my gosh, Hollywood, you look like a vision. How are you, sis? I'm really good. I am currently at the Kimpton Margot Hotel, um, you know, in luxury as you know, I deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I actually I'm doing um, all my media interviews today. They were so kind and they gave me a lovely room to do it in. And last night I had like a big bath and like face mask and wine and just like I love hotels. So it's been really lovely. Yes. Well, that's a full you know- circle moment. You started the premiere night there and your final night you're there too. Yes, they're very good to me here. Um, so I'm very grateful for them. You are the first queen that we've interviewed who has, I presume you've organized this room yourself. Um, did you reach out to them? Were you like, look, I need a room to do my interviews? Oh, no. So, um, well, I mean, kind of, but like my boyfriend, he works here. 
Okay. So oh, you've got a boyfriend. Yeah. That's going to be disappointing for all the uh, potential, <laughs> potential pervs. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Well, he works here. And so that's why um, they're so kind to me. I come here, I just walk in and they like feed me, they give me drinks, they give me rooms. And, but I also do a lot of promo for them as well. Um, and it's actually quite nice because they're pretty open in their um, LGBTQI, you know, scene. They're looking to do drag brunches and all these things and collaborations with me. So I think Cute. it works for everyone. Love. Cute. And where are you based, Hollywood? Where am I based? In Sydney. Mm. Okay. Fabulous. Well, you heard it here. Mm-hmm. If you're in Sydney, that's a fabulous place you can stay. They look after the gays. I, I mean, do. I presume you're a gay, Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. This is a woman. <laughs> this is a woman today. <laughs> hey, Name, woman, you're woman like- gay. It's like a Naomi Campbell times SpongeBob collab. <laughs> yes. Someone else said Teletubby. I was like, I'll take it. Oh, I love that. Love that. <laughs> now, Hollywood, I'm, I'm just going to start the conversation with letting you know that we are mortified that you've left the competition. I thought you were going to make it all the way to the end. And I truly believe that you deserved to. How does yes. it feel? How did it feel in that moment to sashay away from the competition? And did you think that you were going to make it to the end? In that moment, I was gagged. I was shocked and confused and disappointed, Um, obviously, but I had to hold it together because I was like, I've held it together this entire competition. (laughs) I've kept it professional and cool and collected. And I was like, I am not going to come out of this element, you know? And I think I've had a lot of trauma and like a lot of things that I've gone through in my life. And I think when something else like traumatic and things happen like this, it's kind of prepared me to kind of center myself and think this is not the end of the world. I had to think in those little few seconds of, you know, when she said Sasha away that, you know, I made it to top four. I won two challenges. I had excellent runways. I showed myself very well. And I know the lip sync that I just did. I was like, I nailed that. I know I did. Like, I couldn't see anything else because I was, it almost seemed like a blur, you know, when you have to lip sync. Um, But I was really confused in that sense. But, you know, I just, I had to hold it together. And yes, I saw myself in the finale. I saw myself taking the crown. I don't know if you know, but our episodes cut off right after the lip sync finishes. So we don't Mm -hmm. see the end of the episode. And there was secretly still a part of me that was like, I'll open the Zoom and maybe it'll be Gabriella. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, everyone, everyone today in my interview is is gagged. They're all gagged. They're all like, why? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. You know, no, you tell me, babe. Lisa means you yeah. can come back to an All-Stars. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I would absolutely do an All-Stars. I would do one. Yeah. I was quite disappointed. And I like. Um, I think it is a an opportunity um, for the Drag Race franchise not to have me there. I think this moment was bigger than just for myself. Um, being a Black immigrant to Australia, I think this would have meant a lot to, you know, a, a nation. And mm-hmm. um, it's kind of sad for that. But, you know, that's how it goes. Yeah, and you know, you you bring up a very good point, and you are a unique perspective that we've seen on Drag Race Down Under. And Zach and I have talked about this. I think uh, Drag Race, because uh, where where are you? Where's your accent from originally? Um, I was born and raised in New York, and then I moved to South Carolina when I was about fourteen. Then back to New York when I was seventeen, um, and I've been living in Australia for nine years. It'll be ten years in um, January. Oh yeah, well, wow. congratulations on your uh, sentence. No, what's what's ten years? Your yeah, that's a century. 
Oh no, is it, that it? Yeah, centenary? Know. No, that's a hundred. Oh, who fucking knows? We're gay, as we don't know that shit. <laughs> don't ask me about numbers, because I don't know. <laughs> wow. Yes. Well, let's wow. ask you about numbers, Hollywood, because... What year were you born, Hollywood? <laughs> when were you born? What year? Because that was such a fabulous <laughs> moment. And um, of course, there was a lot of stir behind the scenes. If you are a gay in Australia and New Zealand, all of the talk for the last probably few months was, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Hollywood star gets called out on Drag Race by RuPaul for her age. So we just saw that unfold in this final episode. And um, it was quite camp. It wasn't actually as juicy or as uh, pointed as what I think a lot of the fandom were expecting it to be. Um, mm-hmm. Did you know that it was going to sort of be as come across as lighthearted as it did? Or did you think it was going to be more of sort of like a um, you were going to be sort of more vilified for it? You know, I actually... I had no idea of how it was going to come across, but then I talked about this, which they didn't, I, I'm, I'm guessing they didn't air, but like in the hindsight of it, why does it matter? You know, first of all, you know, Hollywood is an enigma. Like, you know, 28 is the new 18 in Hollywood, you know, and <laughs> I, I may look like a real woman, but I'm not a real woman. This is my persona, you know, Hollywood can be any age they want to be. And if you put it into perspective of, you know, the history of what some past contestants have done on the show, have made it to the finale. Oh, you know, I don't want to dig anybody's <laughs> business up or anything like that, because some of them are my friends, you know, one, two, three of them. Yeah, they're my friends. But, you know, when you think about that in perspective of me just saying a different age, my paperwork was fine, as RuPaul stated. The paperwork was fine, but you said a different age. People say different ages all the time, and it's very on brand for me. No one tells their age in Hollywood, honey. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I I felt it was very, it it felt very you to kind of have this sort of like cheeky, cheeky drama behind the scenes. And, and I feel like RuPaul really appreciated you for it. I don't, I don't feel it didn't come across like you were punished for that um, indiscriminacy. I think there are going to be a lot of disappointed, hateful hoes, you know, that think that I was, they were like, oh, you're going to be eliminated. She scolded you. Literally, it's been going around rumors for months. Months. It was giving me anxiety about it and things and making me overthink myself and what I did in the competition and, you know, the brand that I've been building and stuff and people just attacking me for no reason, you know? And Mm. I was like, I don't even know these people. And then some of these people that were attacking me, like, I just know them in passing. They don't even know me from a brand of bread. Like, Mm. I was just so confused about it. So in a way, like, of course, I was disappointed that, you know, I didn't make it to the finale. But I was also quite relieved that, you know, this episode has happened now and people finally can just leave me alone in the sense if right. I've done something incredibly wrong or that I'm some kind of deceitful, you know, liar that I've tried to, you know, deceive people. Like, you know, it is such a minor, minute thing to talk about age and, you know, it's actually quite ageist and a lady never tells her age. <laughs> yes, absolutely. It actually has, from how I see it as a viewer and a fan, has come across in your favor that there was the salacious rumors going around and then it actually turned out to be a really cute little moment that you had with RuPaul. And uh, Zach and I were chatting earlier in the pod and we were wondering if maybe this was some, because we think you, uh, well, I'll speak for myself and I'm sure Zach agrees. I think you are very smart, very fabulous. And I was wondering, 
wondering if maybe this was a fully produced Hollywood moment <laughs> behind the scenes in the lead up to really just like make them all fucking gag. Is this something that you had a secret little hand in behind the scenes? Listen, no, I didn't. I really didn't. But I knew <laughs> I knew from like the welcome to the queens. I was like, I'm going to say this age i'm gonna say this age and i did it and like i didn't think anyone would just catch it but i was just like it would be quite funny because all of, it was kind of an inside joke because anyone who's known me anyone who knows like how i like where i grew up and all this stuff i was getting messages from like high school people and stuff like kind of giggling about it and being like oh my god you're such an icon for this and you yeah. know what some people are blessed enough to say that they are 28 years old and can still say it when they're in their 30s <laughs> okay so like it was kind of an inside joke and then when it happened on stage when RuPaul actually asked me I was like well I said it before and I can't change it now <laughs> to it. So it was quite funny but it was it was a serious moment that she was telling me that but in my in my like little brain I was like I know this is a serious moment but like I have to keep up the same thing that I said because mm -hmm. then it's not going to be funny anymore and all the rest of the contestants would have literally if I would have been like oh hi I'm this age they'd have been like <gasps> <laughs> I think the way it came across was RuPaul was potentially confronting you and it could have gone one of two ways with her pending your response and I think the way it all unfolded was again the Hollywood charm just came out and RuPaul couldn't resist it and she was like you know what girl I'm here for I'm here for the drama I'm here for the little you know the little uh, sliding under the carpet no one needs to know the truth Oh, that's so funny. I can't wait to see it now. Because <laughs> everyone's just, waiting, anticipating. You know? Well, yeah, just touching on what you said before, it must be such a weight off your shoulders because for months, people really have been making this the center point that it was going to be this huge ordeal. And they've been targeting you for so long now. And it's been salacious and really rough, I feel, just as an outsider, just watching them point fingers and make up lies and rumors. And the things were spinning on Reddit and it became this whole thing. And I think now you kind of have the upper hand to be like, Ha, gotcha girl, it was nothing. Yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. Gotcha girl. RuPaul's laughing, you're laughing. Yes, it is literally, It's just, like I said, it's such a, like a, a minor thing in things. You know, people are dying. People are starving, Jen. People, you know, like, um, like it's, it's totally funny. And I'm glad that it was, you know, with laughter. Um, and I'm glad it was no malicious intent behind, you know, no. anything that stuff. Well, similar to what Keita said before, we think you've played a very smart game. You've kept your cards very close. The way you're constructing your brand, I think is very admirable. But another smart thing that we think that you did was your lyric in episode one, when you mentioned that you're the ninth world wonder. <laughs> yes. Now that started a bit of fuss for people that don't know that there was an eighth world wonder. Was that on your mind when you wrote that? Um, I mean, after the fact, when I Googled it, yes. <laughs> but initially I was like just writing rhymes and nine is easier to sing than eight. Ah, because ah, yeah, when, yeah, when you're singing, um, eight is kind of closed and nine is an open vowel. So right. that's why the ninth world wonder than the eighth, because it's eighth. Mm wide and nine is narrow and so uh, that's why i did it 
Interesting. Oh. Well, because we were so impressed because there was all of this, as yeah. Zach said, there was all this stir going around, like, uh, there's only seven world, world you know, wonders of the world, yeah. so she would be the eighth. And we were like, no, because Down Under had the eighth world wonder before the pink and white terraces were destroyed, which would make yes. the ninth world wonder. Um, and yes. we thought it was so clever. And but oh my gosh, you've broken our heart, Hollywood. It was just because you're a oh. bitch they wanted to sing an easier lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Yes. Let's rewind that and I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knew the whole time. <laughs> I knew the whole time. You know, for the rest of the interviews, that's what I'm going to tell people. Perfect. <laughs> we throughout we have had uh, a, quite a bit of lyrical content from Hollywood uh, on in Drag Race Down Under season three, and it has been ferociously, fiercely fabulous. We have been gagged from episode one when you came out the first lyric dykes on bikes screaming through the other girls and now of course uh recently you've left us with another full hollywood custom track fill us in about that how did that come to be how did you write it um what was that like creating music this is the first time i've ever written a song and the thing about it is like this whole season, this is the first time I've ever started writing lyrics. I didn't even know that I had this knack for it and I didn't know that I had this other talent of writing. Um, so it's been really amazing getting to know that I have this other skill. But for the talent show, they gave us a, like a week and a half or they gave us two weeks notice or something. And so I was thinking of what I could do. And my first idea was to sing a full classical aria. And I knew that'd be beautiful and stuff, but it's been done before. And so I was like, um, let me create a song that can have some opera, but then have something fierce and like lyrics and just like amazing production and all of that. So I contacted my friend Bex, who is an amazing pop singer, and my friend Dad's Mayo, who is just an amazing producer. And we collaborated and I think we created something amazing. And I think like, you know, the beginning had just a smidgen of the opera part, but they only gave us two minutes, two minutes. So I wanted to show everything, but my lyrics, and I wish this would have been touched on in the season, spoke so much about my brand, about myself, about me, you know, raised in New York, but I live overseas. I've been here so long that they call me Aussie. Aussie yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Like, and so there's so many like innuendos in that that I was like, how could they say that they don't know me or how am I not being vulnerable? Like I'm giving it to you right in front of your face. Listen with your ears, like it's showing you. So um, I just, I love the track and I can't wait to do it more. I'm squeezing it into my work the world mix. Um, yes. And um, yeah, I was just like, I was so happy that I got to do it. And for those of us, for, for your fans that are listening to the pod and aren't sure what it's called, where they find it, where can they listen to your latest track? So it's called Black Beauty and you can find it on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube Music, Tidal, all of that. If you just type in Hollywood star Black Beauty, you'll find it. So we put it on all the platforms. I love it. I honestly get it in my head all the time. I'm always like, Black, 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 Beauty on the Mac. Mac. (laughs) Yes, me too. Come on now. And they didn't even comment on that, putting Black Beauty on the map. You know, I was like, so good. I literally, my face, like when they were talking to me was almost just like, 
but what about the lyrics the lyrics, the lyrics come on now like yeah that and i think you you keep referring to uh calling people black excellence across the season like amel and i was like oh that's another great catchphrase i said black excellence so many times i noticed like on my runway i was like i'm serving this 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 black excellence <laughs> you know what copyright it trademark it sell it Fuck yes. <laughs> merch <laughs> speaking of black excellence of course you will be uh as you said you're you've just been announced as doing work the world with boss events all over australia now that's huge uh when did that come about and are you excited to jump on that tour with uh the rupaul's drag race us dolls i am so excited i feel so honored honestly because you know they could have just asked the three finalists and they asked they included me in there so that also kind of makes me feel good about this elimination um mm. because i'm like well you know yeah i got eliminated but now i'm going on the work the world tour and i'm working with aquaria and naomi smalls and kimchi like come on these are like you know the legends like you know these are high high esteemed artist um so i'm super excited to do this and it's only a short tour you know we go we do like one show in each city um but it's still an incredible opportunity and i can't wait i leave tomorrow and our first show is on sunday whoa <laughs> i was so nervous i wouldn't really get that track to you but thank god we did i know thank you so much oh kita wait till you hear the track the zach cut it is so good oh yes yes you working with legends fits the narrative because when i met you you had just worked with Kelly Rowland. Oh, yes, I did. Honestly, so I did the Kelly Rowland show two days before I left for Drag Race. And I still can't believe it. Like, honestly, I was like, before I was leaving, I was like, I don't really care if I go home first because I just worked with Kelly Rowland. That was, was such a gag over World Pride and everyone was like, wait, hold on. Is Destiny's Child like actually at, here at World Pride? <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, no, I just, I couldn't believe it. Like when I got that call to do that, I was like, really? And then we had two days of rehearsal with her. Like, I was like, this is so, this is one of the coolest things ever that I will do in my life. Yes. Is it true that she expected you to be in full drag at the rehearsal? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had to. Yes, uh, for one of the rehearsals. Yeah, we had to go and drag. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, celebrities, you know, the superstars <laughs> know what they want and know what they need to put on a show. And I would say that Hollywood star, you are a prime example of that. You are such a mega star and you know how to create that vision and make it work. It's been such a treat watching you on Drag Race Down Under. Thank you. I um I worked really hard on it and like, you know, I haven't been doing drag for a very long time, but I I had a vision and um I worked really hard to get there. And I think people see a lot of the wins that I have, but they haven't seen the losses. And I've had a lot of losses. And so, you know, it, it gets up to a point where you know, you see that, but it just would have been nice, I think, for the whole experience as well, if you would have seen some of the serious conversations that I had on the show and um, about my upbringing and, you know, all the trauma and things that I've dealt with and stuff like that. Not that, you know, people just want to hear about trauma, but I think that would have, you know, softened my edit a little bit more too. And so you didn't see just this glamazonian supermodel all the time honestly they did i have a good i had a good edit like i can't complain my edit was fantastic and i got a lot of airtime. and it's not all about winning you know we can't all have the crown kita yeah <laughs> it's a very heavy cross to bear yeah, we can't all have the crown but you know i think I still have done really well and you know, I won two episodes, I won two episodes, I never was in the bottom and I know I slayed that lip sync, so I can't wait to see it. I can't amen, wait. Amen, amen. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was very fabulous.
Also, I just realized we didn't talk about the dogs at all, but fuck it. <laughs> oh, I know, yes. Arlene, yes, and the dogs. So I don't know if I, if I, I think I talked about it on the show, but I had the same breed of dog. Ah. Winston. Yeah, I don't think they talked about that, that it was the same breed, right? No. Oh my gosh, how could they not do that? Who made, who did the, um, the pairing up? Was it Isis? Isis did. And she had no idea it- that Winston is the same breed. Oh, yeah, I don't think that ever came out. I could, I could be wrong, yeah. but I don't think it does. Did that get you even more emotional than it would have? Oh, that's why I was a mess. I was a mess because I saw little Rue <laughs> and I was like about to just like break down because it's like that looks exactly like Winston, but different coloring. Yeah. They were like, get a German wirehead pointer, bring it in. It'll get Hollywood. They'll show some vulnerability yeah. then. We want that bitch to cry. <laughs> My final question before we let you go is, is there anything that Holly wouldn't do? Holly would not. <laughs> I don't know. Holly would do most things. <laughs> you know, I'll try everything once or twice. <laughs> twice yeah. if you're nasty. <laughs> yes, twice if you're nasty. Hollywood would Holly would not Hollywood lie not. about her age. No. This <laughs> no. for me, I'm 27, 28, 28. <laughs> 28. 28. 28. <laughs> yeah. Well, happy um, fucking birthday to you, bitch. <laughs> you, you know. Oh, Hollywood, we fucking love you, girl. You should be so proud of the job you put on. You have been an absolute highlight of the season. And if we get a chance to see you live in action, I'm going to be jumping at that opportunity. And hopefully I can uh, come in and watch you absolutely kill the stage on uh, Work the World coming up. Yay! Are you going to be in town for any of those? For uh, I think city? I can make it work. I'm going to try and uh, see if I can fly in. Yes, in Australia. Well, we we'll love you. you go, baby. We're going to love you and leave you. Uh, but yes, we. I just want you to know we fucking adore you. The world loves you. And um, Viva Hollywood star! Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to see you soon. Oh my god, love you, girl. Bye, girl. Have a good day. Bye. Oh, Hollywood star. Oh, she's a spicy little devil, isn't she? Hollywood star. I have fallen absolutely in love with Hollywood star. Me too. Oh my gosh. I think after that, I'm going to go and stream Hollywood's new track, Black Beauty, right now. Oh yeah, such a great song. You know what? Share it far and wide. Listen to it. Share it with a friend. You know, support the divas. They put a lot of hard work and a lot of money, uh, but heart and soul uh, into everything they do. So yeah, go and go and stream the track. It's, it totally. is very, very catchy, very fabulous. And depending on when you're listening to this, you can see Hollywood Star on the new Work the World tour coming to Australia. Is it next weekend? That's right. Just announced our fabulous top four Hollywood star Floor, Isis, and Gabooch. Uh, Gabooch. <laughs> on Work the World, uh, Work which the is, world. yeah, Touring Australia. So very exciting. And Zach Delate, we only have one more episode of RuPaul's Drag Race down under season three until we have a winner. Oh my gosh. It is anyone's game. Well, I guess I'm going to see you for the finale episode next week. Yes. Just quickly, uh, what team are you? Oh, it's <gasps> Do we dare? Do we dare? Oh, look, it's so hard. We have one Kiwi girl left, but... <laughs> anyway, on that note, Sector Latte has been so fabulous hanging out with you today. Always. I hope you have the best time at Broken Heel. Thank you. It's going to be amazing. And I can't wait to see you next week to crown our winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Down Under Season yes. 3. I would say Break a Heel, but knowing you, that's a high possibility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, already done. 
<laughs> All right. I love you, Zach Delatte. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.